Welcome to the Grace World Podcast. I'm Dan Hewitt. And I'm Becky, his wife. And this is episode 138. Hey, everybody. Hey Good there, to Becky. Good to see you. Good to be with you. We got we snow. We got... Ain't we got snow. Oh, more snow. We're in the pattern. I saw already the forecast for the week is sunny, 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 Friday, snow. So we have the weekend so snow. So we are on the, pat- the, yes, the pattern of moisture Which I loved as a kid because then you'd get to go snow sledding down the street on, yeah, on the weekends. Yeah. Hey. So we, uh, we are to start with a little humor we actually looked up this adam well adam adam this is a uh, little nod a, to yeah. you and we uh i think we referenced it last week we've been discussing different the translations of the bible, bible and becky has now got a new one that she's now going yes to read. adam you have impacted my life forever so we actually looked up the lol cat bible it is a real thing you can buy it on amazon um and the reviews are kind of funny, actually. So, I, I thought they were interesting. So here is what... We're not going to do Ephesians 6 the, in Lolcat. Oh, darn. I don't think they have it. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't, doesn't go past Acts. It, it, it's a lighthearted way of looking at the scripture in, a, in, the modern, in one of the modern perceptions of life on how cats would talk. And, and I, think it's, I think it's needed... I think a little levity is needed at times. So here's the Lord's Prayer in Sealing Cat uh, verbiage. Give us this day our daily cheeseburger and forgive us for making you a cookie, but eating it. And we forgive when cats steal our cookies. You have a Russian accent when you do that. I couldn't help it. I could tell something was happening in my voice, but that's how, that's how it came fun. out. He's, He's for fun. He's for fun. That's how it sounds to me. Yeah. So anyway. Into beginning, sealing cat mated test skies into earths and stuff. There you go. All right. If you want to give a, a little lift to your spirit, just look up at the lolcat version online and and read some of it if you're in a bad mood don't do that I, that might make you even matter because it definitely looks and feels like it's not being it feels a little sacrilegious although some said it it isn't really it isn't it's but just hey, it's I'll... just again another interpretation of figuring out this massive book hey so we got some the bible so we are in the bible right now on our last chapter also of Ephesians also finding our way through the epistles of Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians, what Girls we call... eat potato chips. Yep, that's an easy way to figure so out which is which. So we're in the middle switch. of eating. We are at the, in the last chapter of Ephesians, which is chapter 6, which is really... Uh, I mean, it's this whole thing is a letter. It's hard to break it apart and start at a chapter because it's the continuation of whatever the last statement was or the last idea in the right. last chapter, but... And I think one of the things we've talked about is as we go through this chapter is we're going to, we probably won't dig real hard into individual verses today as much as I think there's big picture stuff here that we want to talk about that rather than fine detail. 
So yeah, we are in the more we are in more the lolcat frame well, of mind than the Greek interlinear frame hey, of mind. I'm coming out of the Greek Dan interlinear. Dan uses his Greek interlinear Becky's a lot. Becky's using the lolcats. Yes, so we, but it, it we're we're about themes and ideas, not necessarily and picking apart. Um, Although I'm surprised in the message, you know. And, oh wait, I was wrong. Never mind. I was going to say Eugene Peterson's Canadian, but I was already wrong on that. <laughs> That's Jordan Peterson. So. <laughs> Gotta get the right Jordan ca- Peterson. Gotta get the ah, right Canadian in there. I see where you got your confusion. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So. Wow. So what were you gonna say though? If Eugene Peterson was Canadian, then I would think the message translation should have more a's in it. Ah. Uh, okay. So like the Lord did this, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Good day. Canadian version. <laughs> there you go. If you need so an idea of how to beer. translate the Bible, Dan would be. Uh, five golden tukes. <laughs> oh gosh! What? By the Canadian version. So, all right, let's go into Ephesians six. Let's see what happens. Are we done with all that? I think we're about ready to actually get into all right, the that's Bible. Enough. All right, that's enough introductory stuff. <laughs> so all well, right, here we so go. So Ephesians six has a couple of the biggies in it. It has the whole children and families and those relational things, and then we've got masters the, and slaves. Yeah, all that stuff. And then we've got the armor of armor God, God stuff. Armor of God, and then so prayer, when, and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's, that, so that's what kind of why we're not going to... Well, I think a lot a of a big pe- chapter to try to do in one 45-minute well, session. So we're there's gonna, some critical big picture stuff yeah. that I think we really want to hit that is why we're going there. So let's just chart in six, you know. So as we ramp up through Ephesians, we have... There's a lot of relational stuff. In last chapter, we talked about, you know, Christ being the head and then some husband and wife stuff. And so we've had a lot of relational things. Basically, the emphasis here is God is relational. That's kind of the focus. There's a lot of relationship stuff happening in here. Interaction between people. How do we deal with each other? All those kind of things. Now we're going to go into beginning of chapter six here, and we're going to get a quick tune-up here on relationships. So he says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your mother and father, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and you may enjoy, you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction on the Lord. So here's the just the first little short comment is notice that he gives both people. There's a responsibility of how do you work in this relationship? Well, so and it's not intended to be comprehensive. It's like what's kind of the major issue of children? obeying so it's like hey obey what's the problem with parents they get mad at their kids and frustrated what's he telling them don't get frustrated with your kids and then then uh you know do not exasperate them so we're going to just hit a couple of high points in here but some of this is great stuff if you've never thought about it it's really important to look at this but Here's just, he's just hitting a few key things. So then the next one, he talks about slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. And of course, translate for modern times, just say employees and employers. I mean, we can go the whole slave thing, but for as functioning in their society, that's essentially employees and employers. 
So, <clears throat> uh, and so we're not going to do a major thing on what slaves are and yada, yada. So, uh, with sincerity and heart, just as you would obey Christ, obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men, because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for what, whatever good he does, whether he's slave or free. Now, it's interesting that that's really one of the longest ones in there, because I think most people fall into that category, at least in the time of dealing with the people that are higher up in society or employment. So I think he spends more time in that. And then he says, masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them since you know that he who is both your, their master and yours in heaven, and there is no favoritism with them. So it's kind of, hey, God is interested in both of you and you are not higher in the hierarchy. So <laughs> be wise and careful. All right. So we're can about I, to, yeah, I, I don't want to hit the transition here yet. Okay. Hit it. Uh, I want to just add one little point when you were talking about this whole book is about relationships <clears throat> that, uh, the beginning of the letter is talking about our relationship with God, which is the relationship that you have with your inner self, with the person that you are and how you are known and, and know God known by and know God. And so your relationship with God, these relationships that happen around you with other people will be a picture of your relationship with yourself and with God. A, a, a true relationship. I'm not talking about an ego relationship. I'm talking mm -hmm. about your understanding of your purpose in life and how you move through the world. What, what, what you are supposed to be giving to the world, um, your destiny, like we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. today. So it, that's just an important thing to remember all these other relationships of things that are happening with people around you are going to hit problems and how you handle those problems will give you, you'll gather strength to be able to manage those problems. If your relationship with God is thriving and you feel like you're um, living an authentic life of being true to, to God and yourself, and you are able to, to hit problems or hit conflicts or hit things, um, with an open spirit and say, I know there's a solution or a way to navigate through this situation that will bring the fruit of the spirit that will bring a place of, of, of healing and goodness in life. And as we continue to grow and more of those places where we aren't thriving with our relationship with God are revealed, it's going to affect our relationships with other people. We, nobody can hide forever and not be affected by some other people. And so you, I think he's um, addressing a, a, a thing, and I can understand why this would have been put in the canon of the Bible, this book, because he's addressing this is life. How you are will affect how you are with other people. How you are with God will affect. And so the first half of the letter is about how you are with God and all the encouragement of how God sees us and how we are righteous and 
God's faithfulness of bringing Christ into the world and us being in Christ and the body of Christ, all that kind of stuff. That's meant to be uh, a facelift for your heart, basically an upgrade in your heart. And as you think in your heart about who you are and how you relate to God will affect the other relationships. So, um, Mm -hmm. that to me is an important piece. Like don't just take the back half of this epistle and say, okay, well, here's the rules. This is how we're supposed to go. Yeah. Um, and try to manage it on your own. Cause as we're about to see, as we head into the next verses, this is very hard work. You can't do it really on your own. You have to be in Mm -hmm. tune with your spirit aligned with God's spirit in this. Yeah. And there's a, I realized as I'm talking and listening to you, it also can be easy to start going, okay, so what is life? It's about learning how to fix my relationships or fix situations or whatever. And I think that's a good thing, but that's not the point. Even though I say relationships, 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 even that is not the point. The fundamental that we need to have is understanding the revelation of who I am And then based on who I am, I can start to see relationships, including with God, including how to do it. And then it's okay. How do I actually do those things? How do I live that out? But I think if we don't get the identity part first, that I was created for a purpose, destiny and all those kind of things. And God has put me here for a purpose, for a reason and he has made me who I am with value intrinsically, then the relationship stuff can flow from that. But if we don't get that, the relationship stuff will always, I mean, you can get better at it and you can master it because they're all, to some degree, there's just rules, you know, like the rules we're reading. It'd be nice, don't frustrate your children, obey your parents, love your wives, etc., and all that kind of stuff. And that's good. It's good to do those. But if that's all we do and we miss the point of me, who am I, who is God? And then how does that work out? Then we miss the richest part of all of this. Right. I mean, even in the list of relational rules here, as we spent so much time last week on what the point of marriage is, it's really to reveal the the relationship between Christ and the church in the massage version here of the children part, children do what your parents tell you blah, 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 blah. Honor your father and mother is the first commandment that has a promise attached to it. Namely, so you will live well and have a long life. Again, it's not really a do this because you have to. It's find the nugget of how this brings you life. Find the nugget of wisdom in how whatever feels like scary or you don't want to do it or your ego is screaming out because you've got pain or issues Mm -hmm. and you don't want to find the nugget of the goodness that will come from having this relation this way of thinking but let me also say Mm -hmm. be true to yourself is again going to be my mantra forever i think you gotta be true to your school that was for mike or yourself So go ahead. Okay. So I'm thinking actually of somebody who regularly listens to this podcast and I know that they have a strained relationship with their parents and 
Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say about that. But to say that you can only go so far. Be true to who of what to what your core is doing what you know is best. But be you are not in control of the relationship. That's not the point of this. This is yeah. not how do I control my relationship so that they all go well. Right. That's not the point of this list. Sometimes, and, and I'm going to get to something. So I posted okay. on True Grace World. I actually posted another Instagram thing yesterday Ooh, nice. that talked about um, sometimes my defensive mechanism in my life might also be a good way to perceive some situations in my life. For example, I am very introverted. I like having a castle. I like living in my castle and I have high walls around a whole lot of part of my inner self. You like going to the Himalayas. And the castles in the Himalayas. <laughs> so it, far, I can get far as far away, away if, if yes. I can. And that's mm-hmm. a defensive mechanism uh, that I know I have in my life. Okay. Sometimes though, it's okay for me to be in my castle mm-hmm. because I do also get the, to have the instruction, guard your heart. Right. In the Proverbs and in other places. So... When there are relationships or situations, because because <clears throat> I think I <clears throat> sometimes try too hard to not be introverted, and so then I try to be extroverted, or I try to be with groups of people to kind of make myself grow or get better. Mm-hmm. It doesn't usually work out very well. What? It usually just makes me tired and um, frustrated. And so then I want to go back into my castle even more. And I think if I, if we have a healthy view of, well, why is that self, why is that defensive mechanism there? It might be there for a good reason. There might be some protecting that needs to happen or some awareness is probably a better word that needs to happen. Hey, I don't have to give myself for everybody. Yeah. I, if I have parents that have... shunned me for whatever reason or the way that they choose to live their life is um, hurtful mm-hmm. towards me or opposed to what I believe and we're in argument all the time or whatever. And this wouldn't just be with parents. This would be with everybody. I can still honor my father and mother and be thankful at certain levels for the right. things that they've done for me and not be in full relationship with them. And I, and I think it's important to clarify with all of these, I can be in a marriage relationship that is kicking my butt. Fortunately, I'm not, but I could be in why I was, (laughs) we were, we were for a while in a marriage relationship that was kicking our butts. We were not happy together. And yet we had to dig deep and listen to God in us say, I want you to still walk in truth. I want Mm -hmm. you to still walk in honor as as your for yourself yeah. don't worry about your marriage right now just walk in that honor for yourself don't worry about your relationships with your parents or your siblings or your co-workers or whoever else is on this masters and slaves okay just walk in honor of yourself know that god honors you and as god honors you you are honored and you get to be fully at the full capacity of who you are and how you think about yourself and God in the world, regardless of all the things that are coming along. Yeah. And that's going to totally lead us into verse 10 here. Yeah, that's good. In fact, actually, it's interesting because I saw, I kind of had a little thought here looking at the children obey your parents thing. Because 
<clears throat> that historical legalism there. Um, I read that verse that says, so you will live well and have a long life. I remember as a kid, always thinking that means if you were a bad kid, God's going to strike you down. And if you're a good kid, you'll get extra years. And as I'm looking at that, which I'm, kids would totally, I can totally see that being which, a, right. a, a way that a child would look at that and read that. And I'm thinking about it. And it's like, you know what? If you're a jerk to your parents, you're probably a jerk and you're probably not going to live well and you're probably not going to have a long life. That's the consequence. And I'm not saying if you don't honor your parents, you're always a jerk, but the two probably go hand in hand that if you're a problem, that you're going to have problems. And it may cause problems with your long life. So an awful lot of this stuff that we throw that, you know, God's smiting, God's blasting and God's wiping things out is you're making bad choices and they're going to hurt and they're going to leave a mark and they may impact your life really bad. And he's just giving you a warning. Hey, heads up. This is going to this is going to be a problem. And realize he's saying that to children. Right. That part is to the children. Yeah. So that makes me curious. Like this letter is written to who? Well, obviously, at some point, children are going to read this. Yeah. Because that part's to the children. The next part to the fathers. Uh, yeah, I don't notice there's no mothers in there. The fathers. <laughs> yes. Because mothers because have no responsibility. Fathers either, you know? do this. Fathers, don't frustrate your children with no win scenarios. Right. I, I am aware of a situation I, this fathers, week that yeah. happened fathers between a that. father and a 12-year-old, and it was, and he said some things that he will regret so, at yeah. some point. But, but there is some yeah. hard things because we get prickly. Right. We get prickly when we get challenged, even from our children. And it's hard not to go to places where we want to right. either lash out or curl up into a ball or whatever you know you're probably, I said we weren't going to talk much about this but now I'm okay <laughs> like okay this is There's a, so this much is a, to yeah there about. is because so, okay so well, we this, go to no I, I actually want to add more so I'm 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 smacking back at myself here so yeah this is a big one because I think one of the hardest thing and this is something we did not know neither of us until after our kids were pretty much out of high school is there's brain stuff going on in your kids. Their brains are changing. And sometimes what looks like rebellion or even stubbornness is the kid's brain developing their own identity of who they are. And the super difficult, which nobody taught me, the hard thing is to say, how do I take this new learning, new understanding, my kids are forming a new brain that says, they need to understand what life is like apart from the family, them as an individual, them for who they are. How do I push that in the right direction as opposed to stomping it down and fighting anything that looks like rebellion or fighting? And it's like recognize their brains are on fire. They're exploding. They, they're coming from being a baby to being an adult and the whole world is exploding in their brain of who am I? What am I doing? Where am I going? What's happening? What's my relationship with my dumb siblings? What's my relationship with my parents? Who are these people and why are, why am I in this house? 
where am I going in the future? Do I have to have a job, a career, a college? Do I have to be successful in school? They have all these things in their head. And what we're trying to do sometimes is force them to just behave. And what's the, the beautiful thing is if we can direct all that, I'll say frustration in the kids, all the struggle, all that, and help nurture them and push them towards what's good and right in their lives, we would see a huge difference, hopefully, you know, where we don't always do it well. Um, but I think that's probably the most difficult thing as a parent is to, to walk through that transition. Watching your kids, letting them make mistakes, letting them make decisions. Right. And helping that push them. In a or even might even cost you money. Yeah. The way they decide things might cost you money. Yep. So, okay, that was a lot of... I could feel the emotion in that one. <laughs> so, like, Are you okay? Do you need a I need, need a, a hug. Need <laughs> there was... There's, because, you know, and I don't know if Paul had kids. Did he? Well, he didn't have a wife. Well, I think he had to have a wife at one point, but then all his books imply that he doesn't have a wife. So we don't know. Yeah, There's so, theories that she left him when he became a Christian. There's theories that she died. Because if he was a Pharisee, he basically had to be married pretty much. So My point is, at some level, he gets he gets this. Right. Because there's not a lot of places in the New Testament, especially, that talk about children parent relationships mm -hmm. Jesus talks about children a little bit and of course there's stuff in the law yeah. but there's not a whole lot of information which tells me that there must have been something going on in Ephesus that Paul got word of that there was some strife in the families yeah. and he's trying to address that so we need to transition then to okay. the unless you got more I don't want to cut no, you no, off no no let's keep going so to the later part which is the armor of God and stuff and I think as, as you know, sometimes I look at this stuff as you go through the chapters and you go, okay, this is his subject now. Okay, now this is his next subject or topic and so forth. And I was reading this and I thought, you know, he spent a lot of time on relationships and now he's going to talk about the armor of God. And then I was thinking about that and realized the point of the armor and all these things is now we talked about all these relational things, all this stuff with different people. Now, he's going to say, who do you really fight with? Because guess what? It's not your children. It's not your parents. It's not your boss. It's not your servants or employees. That's not, not your wife. It's not your wife. That's not who you're fighting with. That's not the battle. Those are the people that you are with. There is a battle. And he's saying now, there is a battle. And it's not them. And so that's where we're going to head into the next part. So he, Go for it. All right. So he reads. So starting at verse 10, I'll read it in the nearly inspired version. So <laughs> I wish the cats had this. I would like to hear it. <laughs> Finally, we, okay, I was going to try to make something up, but I, I can't do it. Be strong in the Lord. Actually, I got to go back one verse. This is the slave thing. Do not threaten them since you know that he is both their master and yours in heaven and there is no favoritism in him. So he has an equal love. So finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 
Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Mm. Okay, so the devil is, what do we know so far? He's scheming apparently. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That's who we just have been talking about. But against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of the heavenly realms. And there's those who say that the word authorities against powers and so on, that those are specific angelic or whatever, how you want to say it, not human beings and so forth, that they're different levels of powers and authorities. Okay. Therefore, okay, so what do we got so far? We know we're being schemed against. We know there's people in heaven that are fighting us, or we'll say heaven, and when I say heaven, I mean not in the obvious physical world. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and even after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet firmly fitted with the gospel of peace as a firm footing. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, which is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests, and with this in mind, be alert and keep on praying for the saints. Wait for that. So. Yeah, because then you're headed into the prayer part. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, well, I have a thought. <laughs> you have a thought? <laughs> I do. Um, so. What you thinking? Uh, as any good Christian that's been a Christian for their whole life has heard this passage preached on million times there's lots more than and lots of i might be exaggerating but maybe not um, at least one time there's maybe a two lot or three. of things to glean from there a lot mm-hmm. of interpretations i again i'm going to be uh, inspired by and think on the way eugene peterson puts it together for this reason which i'll get to so i'm going to start at verse 15 and read 15 through 18 in the massage be prepared you're up against far more than you can handle on your own take all the help you can get every weapon god has issued so that when it's all over but the shouting you'll still be on your feet truth righteousness peace faith and salvation are more than words learn how to apply them you'll need them throughout your life god's word is an indispensable weapon in the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. That's the prayer part. I guess I was only going through 15. Okay. I'm so curious that Eugene did not talk about the <laughs> actual pieces of the armor, the feet shod and the breastplate right. of and the head helmet, blah, 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 the belt of truth. He skips all those things. Right. He Which goes, we've had entire sermons taking each part about how the sandals uh, yeah, do this and, and this is your belt and that's why you have a belt because it holds your tunic so your mm-hmm. tunic doesn't get caught in the sword and the and so forth and which I think those are all good I, I, things and those are all things you should hear once. But I think or twice you, or three times. However, right, wherever you need to hear them, you should hear them. Right. I don't need to hear them today and I feel like God co- totally knew that. And, and I'm in a place where I want to know the list of the things that 
aren't just the object lesson. Yeah. Which are truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation. Those are the weapons. There are five, which is the number of grace. They're not, yes. They're not the actual helmet, belt, and shoes. Right. These are the real weapons. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that will help us in all the relational stuff Mm -hmm. that he just was talking about. If we can come to the place where we use these as our weapons against the enemy, against the true enemy, when things do come against us, because they will, he just said it. He uses it. The devil, he says, the devil's going to throw things at you. I think there's some context to that. I don't think you have to believe or not believe in the devil to believe that something's going to come against you in life. Okay. (laughs) Fate, whatever you want to call it, things happen in life that don't go the way that you planned or hoped. As we said, when you have babies, myconium happens. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So this is the way to address Mm -hmm. the problems. The fighting isn't on guard. Or Mm -hmm. shields up or I mean, those are metaphors to help you maybe get your mind in the space that it needs to be in to understand it. There's five of them. And what's in the middle? Peace. Mm hmm. Sure. Yeah. Go go with that. Take whatever you need to out of the the list. I mean, they're all obviously important, but but it's interesting that that's the middle of that is peace. Yeah. Peace is one of the weapons Mm -hmm. that will keep you in your being true to yourself place, being true to your true, fully whole, amazingly rich, divine, good place, the place in you where God dwells, the place Mm -hmm. that's sacred, the place that's good and holy. That's my two cents about all this. I'm I'm encouraged because when I, this morning we woke up, we were like, okay, we got to do Ephesians 6 today. And I kind of had a little sign in my pair. Oh, we got to do the weapons of our warfare. I'm a nine. I'm a peacemaker. I don't like weapons. I don't like thinking about battles. I don't like all that stuff. And then I read the massage version. I was like, oh, the massage. Look, it's about the things that really matter. Not the weapon, not the, not the, what is it called? Armor. It's not, right. the, it's not about like armor helps people. Like maybe there were soldiers in Ephesus and he's trying to, Paul is trying to, get through to those people or they're against, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on. The Romans are in their face and all the space and all that stuff. There was relevance to that. Right. I'm not saying it's not a good analogy. No, I mean, it's good. If you need a gun, get a gun. But right. if you can spend your whole life arguing with people of nine millimeter versus 45 ACP, which is better? Should you have an AR 15? Should you, you know, you can spend all your life on the details of that. Or it's like, what's the point? You may need to defend yourself. Do something yeah. <laughs> to defend yourself. Have something available. And and, and to be honest, whole... when it comes to relationships, it's not going to be a gun. Yeah. You're not going to need a gun or a sword to defend yourself against the relationships of the people that you're supposed to be in right. life with. Yeah. Which is what that list was all about. You're your family need truth, relationships righteousness, and your peace, faith, and salvation. Yeah. Those are the things that give you what you need because God, uh, God is strong and he wants you strong. <clears throat> Take everything the master has set out for you. Well-made weapons of the best materials. 
Put them to use so you'll be able to stand up against everything the devil throws your way. In other words, you you need help. Oh, here, this is where I was going. I didn't read that before. I was like, that doesn't sound like what I was reading. You are up against far more than you can handle on your own. Mm-hmm. There's a big God one. has given you help. Right. God has given us help because we won't be able to just muster up by our own little bootstraps yeah. or our own little tight belt pull or our own little helmet. We, that's not going to do it. And tie it back to the previous few chapters. And we actually have to be with people. Right. Because they are, he says, you're not going to do it on your own. And the first reaction is, yeah, we just need Jesus. And it's like, yes, you need Jesus. And yeah. you probably need, I'm going to just say the word community, however <laughs> that works out. <laughs> <laughs> however that works, that word works for you. That word is you. coming into the same word, the category as balance for me lately. All right. So, anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Should we edit that part out? <laughs> <laughs> nope, we don't edit. It all comes out. Living in community is hard. It is. That's it's a challenge for the nines to have community. But the point is, whatever community, even if it's your husband, is your community. That's what I'm talking about. It's my <laughs> yes. I'm. A, I am difficult. I will. <laughs> No, so. the, the part is, is that you have to include other people in your right. life. That's the hard I part. I know. So okay. I think this is wonderful. Prayer? Yeah, let's hit it. Okay. So let's go do the prayer here. He just, so this is your close out of the book. And sometimes there's little neat things in these mm-hmm. closings and so forth. He goes, pray for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may given me so that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. The, for which I am an ambassador in chains. So he actually is writing this stuff from prison. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Tychicus or Tychicus. The dear brother, and you know the key to pronouncing Bible words, don't you? Is just say, it, say confidently. it, say it confidently, and move on, and just everybody will presume you're saying it right. The dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord will tell you everything, so that you also may know who, how I am, and what I am doing. All right, that almost threw me off there. So basically, he's saying communicate. Yeah, Tychicus is gonna go tell back him to the prayer part. All right. I think it's about, what, 15? Yeah. What do you want to know about it? Well, we just didn't... Pray for me also that whatever... No, pray. You'll need them to write. God's... Uh, I'm reading in the wrong version. What are you... I can't... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Start You're, with the prayer. We're over here. We're here. Okay. Way down. Pray in the spirit. 18. That's where I want you to go. Wait, pray I in the spirit. Something? Yeah. Oh, sorry. My humble apologies. On all That's occasions okay. and with all kinds of prayers so start again pray in the spirit pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests requests see you're allowed to ask things with this in mind be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints all right was there something in there you want to jump in on or just want me to actually not skip over parts that more than anything but okay. do, do you want to talk about this at all or are you like self-explanatory and we can just be done um there's I a feel whole like thing pray in the spirit has always been kind of a mm-hmm. uh tricky wicket yeah sticky wicket for some people what does that mean pray in the spirit you know what ask jesus <laughs> talk to jesus about it and say if i if you don't know what it means to pray in the spirit just talk to him about it ask him what 
that means for you? What does okay. it mean for you to pray in the spirit? Because everybody's going to have their own opinion, however it works for them. Yes, that's good. So pray for him because he needs help. And he says, Tychicus, Tychicus. That's got to be a Tychicus. They don't have a ch in Roman. The dear brother, he'll tell you everything. So basically, I'm sending him there to give you an update on him and that he may encourage you. So this is Paul actually saying, I'm going to send. So my, I don't know. I think there's those that say, I think he may have delivered this letter to the Ephesians. But then he probably told them the big story, everything that's going on and all that's happening and so on. So he finishes it with peace to the brothers. There's that peace word. And love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Or oh, that's, I love that word. It says in, in oh, that's a cool word. In the Greek here, we have grace be with all the ones loving the Lord of us, Jesus Christ, in incorruptibility. So I think the Go for it. What is that? I think the Why implication is, that is, is that our love does not decay, that we don't have, mm. that our love continues. It's a continuing love. So that's good because I was trying to figure out in the message. I can't say message now. I only say massage. The massage. In the message version, he doesn't even say peace here at the end. Mm-hmm. But he says, love mixed with faith be yours from God the Father. Um, I, to For love to be what's the word in incorruptible incorruptible you it's gonna have to be have faith in it yeah to be everlasting i'm not done with the prayer part okay hit it <laughs> you, I gotta, got more to, you got some more I, prayer stuff i just want to uh acknowledge that prayer is a difficult concept um for those who constantly are asking why such as myself little moi um, started my life by started my, for some of my first words were why um, why and so prayer it seems so huge and nebulous and unknown and there are there was that a question with the disciples and they asked Jesus about it too and he gave him some help but I, I'm just pricked a little bit in my spirit that Paul says don't stop praying Yeah. however you're being able to pray Whatever you're even, whatever you're, whatever's on your little heart, talk to God about it. Keep the conversation going. Yeah. And, and prayer, boy, we've learned a lot about prayer. We've learned about intercessory prayer. There's all kinds of charismatic ways to pray. There's warfare prayer. There's intimate prayer. There's requesting stuff. It's like overwhelming, to be Mm -hmm. honest, to know like, how do I pray? But I guess, I guess I got to just like turn my little words back on myself about talk to Jesus about prayer. Like that's right up there. with How do there? I talk to my wife? So it's overwhelming. It can be sometimes <laughs> <laughs> there's days that you're like, I, don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't. Yeah. But I think that's with God. It's keep the conversation. This is going. what happens when you get to empty nest phase guys. You just have each other and it's like, Oh boy. It's no just, kids to distract us. That's right. All the distractions are gone. It's just us. Imagine if I retire, what it'd be like. I, I've already thought about that. Me, I have too. <laughs> anyway. I'll have to go golfing or something. No, you will find things to, we both All find right. things to do. But the point is, just keep talking, just 
don't shut it off, I guess is what I'm saying. Like right. Right, lately, I, here's one thing that I have done that I'm not super consistent with, but when I do it, it does somehow soothe my spirit. So really prayer, you get something from prayer too. It's not all about God. Um, I wrote, uh, so, ooh, gosh, let's see, how do I introduce this? Uh, I don't have to introduce it too much. Catholics have uh, rosary beads. Um, Protestants also, there is a, a wave of interest in what those beads can do for you in your prayer life. And so there, there you can find a lot of stuff online and in various contemplative circles about prayer beads, Protestant mm-hmm. prayer beads. Uh, I have a, a set of prayer beads, which is basically just a circle of beads split into four sections with three little um, specific uh, flavor of beads on the end. And and what I've done is written a prayer for every place that I would touch or hold those beads. I've written an introductory, like headed into prayer. And then for each of the four sections with seven little beads in each section, I have... Uh, specific thing to pray for or to contemplate they're not all intercession some of it's just a meditative place and then you come back around the circle and then going back out of it's 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 a practice it's just a discipline practice kind of a thing it's a tool exactly or even like a mnemonic mnemonic thank you yeah um and so for me right now that's about as far as i can get with prayer like but but because to me, prayer feels separate, and I am way in this. What does being unified with mm-hmm. being in unity with God mean? And so I'm resisting anything that feels like God is out there separate from me. And so that's what makes prayer hard for me, because I don't want to be um, in any kind of. I, I feel like I'm like purging mm-hmm. my mindset of that dualistic if i'm good god will respond to me if i'm bad god mm-hmm. won't respond to me and prayer has often had that flavor in some of the circles that we've lived been in in community and also just my own personal stuff so um that's what i mean like allow yourself seasons of getting you know being being okay with maybe things don't work the same way that they used to in your spiritual life. Look for a new way. Yeah. Like, because obviously prayer is important. Yeah. Having prayer. Like, I don't think there's any religion that doesn't have some kind of prayer. Right. So, and in Christianity has a prayer component. Mm -hmm. And so take what you can with that little bit, like if it's only a breadcrumb of, okay, well, I have to pray at some level, do something with that, with prayer. Uh, it could be a morning, thanks God for giving me mm-hmm. a new day or whatever, you know, it could be so many things. But I just didn't feel like we should just gloss over that and assume that everybody has a prayer life because they don't, even I don't right now have a strong prayer life. Okay. And I have in past. So... I'm I'm okay with the fact that this is an ebb and flow. Christianity, spirituality, life with God, life with others is an ebb and flow process. It's not a one and done. It's not linear. It's not mm-hmm. trajectory. And here's the goal to have life with God. Boom, boom, boom. This step, 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 step. Okay, now I have life with God. It's not that way. It's very seasonal, cyclical, 
uh, ebb and flow, whatever you want to use, like they, things move yeah. because things change. And when things change, we have the opportunity to either open handedly say, I'm going to grow in this change or close fisted say, nope, I'm going to, I, I firmly stand against this change. I'm not going to be moved and it will affect you and it will affect how you live and how you live with the people around you. Boom. Boom. Can I drop my mic? Do not drop the microphone. (laughs) So that would be bad. That joke is old. I did that last week. Sorry. You did. So we're not going to. Anyway, that's, that's my two cents. Thanks Paul for Ephesians. Thanks for this letter. Thanks, Christian Church, whoever put the canon, who all that council. Constantine. Constantine. Well, actually, the Council of Nice. Yeah, the Council I guess, of Nice. Probably did fix most of the canon. Thanks but. for the for including it, so that we have it as a classic piece of literature and inspiration to move through our life mm-hmm. in fullness and authenticity. Yeah. Well, hey, we would love to hear from you. You can call us. I mean, tell us if you're, hey, if you want to struggle with us. Don't mumble through the uh, this next part. Where was I gonna, mumbling? Yes, that sounds like mumbling. I thought I was real clear here. You're pulling a I'm, elementary on us. It's really quiet. Well, I am right against you the microphone. You can find us on the interwebs. Tay with interwebs. the log cab. Tay interwebs. Yes. So, had podcast at grace.world you can call us at 833-85-GRACE GRACE GRACE and you can write us I just said that you can go you know what you can also comment on our website if you go to the grace.world website there also is a place there and to comment on all of our episodes and so we'll get that as well but hey if you want to chat in any way we'd love to hear from you and otherwise, regardless, dis irregardless, <laughs> have a marvelous day. Go 49ers! Okay, there yes, you have it. Super Bowl. We'll see if I'm right. All right. Have a great week, everybody. We love you. All right. Bye. bye. bye.